1: Ridgeway Community Church.
2: Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show.
3: Good afternoon, friends. It's David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Hey, thanks a lot for hanging out with me. This is the first hour of Rush Hour out of the nation's capital, and we are covering all of Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, Maryland, and uh, Washington, uh, Northwest, Northeast, Southeast, Southwest. It's just great uh, to be hanging out with everybody. West Virginia, Pennsylvania, in-house the as well. My phone number, because it is a call-in talk show, is 888 432 7434, and today is Theological Thursday. We're going to talk today about the theology of salvation and baptism. What is salvation, and what does it mean to be saved? What are you saved from? Saved from what? And what what is baptism anyway? And uh, should you be baptized? Uh, when should you be baptized? How should you be baptized? We're going to talk about that today. And if that's a theological topic you're interested in, then I'm so glad you're hanging out with me today. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we start with Marriage Mondays. And then Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, that's today. And then open phone-in Fridays. Friday, anything you want to talk to me about is fair game. You can ask me any questions. So that's tomorrow. Also tomorrow, you'll get my free inspirational text. If you text the word INSPIRE, listen to me now, to uh, 97000. That's 97000. It's a new number. So if you've not been receiving my text, that's why the old number is dead. And so we have to get a new number. So if you want to get my inspirational texts again, then all you gotta do is text the word inspire to nine seven zero 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 ninety seven thousand. All right. So there you have it. I'm gonna open in a word of prayer and then I'm gonna take your phone calls if you wanna join the conversation. Give me a call if you have a question about salvation, about baptism about what God's Word says, uh, in case you're wondering, you know, if am I saved? I'm not sure. Do I want to be saved? What does it mean to be saved? And if I am saved, should I be baptized? And if so, how? By who? And, uh, and, and when should I do it? So these are the kinds of theological questions we want to handle today. And if you have questions for me, comments, or some concerns along the way, uh, this is the time to get in where you fit in. The number is 888-432-7434. All righty, let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you offer salvation to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the clarity you give us with regard to uh, being free from sin and being uh, free to worship you as well. Clarify uh, anything that is confusing to us today. We commit the show to you in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said Amen and amen. A couple other ways to get a hold of me, you can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's andersonspeaks.com. Or you can uh, go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com. Embracegracism.com. Learn what it means to be what I call a gracist. You can always download the app, Gracism, and uh, get it there too, all right? Well, here's my number one more time, 888-432-7434. So what is salvation? Well, first of all, understand that salvation means to be saved. So then the question means, the question is saved from what or saved to What? What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you several scriptures called John's Journey. In other words, if you were going to look at how to be saved and what salvation means, I'm going to take you through the book of John so you can look at several scriptures to see how that road is. Now, there's also something in evangelism called... Romans road. We won't go through Romans road today. We'll do that another time. But if you were just confined to one book, it would be the book of John. And it starts out in Jane in John chapter one, verse one, where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And what does it say? And the what word was God, write that down. John one, one, when you see the word word substituted in this verse for Jesus. Because the word is Jesus. How do we know it? Because this is uh, translated uh, 12 verses, 13, 14 verses later. In John 1, 14, this is what it says. The word, that's Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. See, that's how we know what John 1, 1 means. Because John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, or Jesus, and the word was with God. Jesus was with God. And the word was God. Jesus was God. So we find right at the beginning of the book of John who Jesus is. Jesus was there to uh, create the heavens and the earth. But this is what it says in verse 12. So we've looked at John 1.1. 1, 1. Let's look at John 1.12. It says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Uh, Are you a child of God? See, if everybody's not a child of God, now, if you hear me say, oh, we're all children of God, that's because I'm using it generically. If I say, hey, my brothers, my sisters, that means my human brothers, my human sisters. But when we're talking about the Christian faith, uh, we are children of God once we are born of God. Otherwise, we're not children of God. And this is what the text says in John 1, 12. Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. It is in this verse that we see what I call and what others have called the equation of salvation. Receive plus believe equals become. See if you can pick up those three words. Yet to all who received him, that's receive. To those who believe in his name, there's believe. He gave the right to become children of God. There's become. That's the equation receive plus believe equals become. If you want to become a child of God, you must receive him. That's opening up your heart and inviting him in. And you must believe in his name. In other words, you're making a decision to follow him and come up under his authority to surrender to his name. And no other name uh, can salvation be found uh, on the earth, but uh, the name of Jesus. And that's according to Acts Uh, as well in the book of Acts, so chapter 4, verse 12. So what have we looked at so far? Before I go to my break and before you give me a call, my lines are open now if you have a question about it. We've looked at John 1, 1, John 1, 12, and John 1, 14. I'm going to take you on John's journey and I'm going to give you several John passages, but John 1, 1, Jesus is the word. John 1, 12, to all who received him, believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, so you must become a child of God. In other words, if you're living right now and you've never been born uh, spiritually to become a child of God, then you're not a child of God. You're just a creation of God, and that's beautiful. You're a human created by God, but you are not God's child. And if you're not God's child, then you are in danger of living an eternal life separated from God forever. You say, well, how do I know that? Well, because as we continue in John's journey, I'm going to show you what the word of God says with regard to the salvation, as well as the eternal destiny of everyone, whether they are following Christ or not following Christ. The word became flesh in John 1, So we're getting through the passages. If you have a question about salvation or baptism, uh, give me a call. My number is 888 43 Bridge.
1: The Multicultural Ministry Handbook. What is multicultural ministry? How does it affect me? Why is it important? If you want to know the answers to these and many other questions, then the Multicultural Ministry Handbook is a must-read. This story was modeled on the pioneering planting of Bridgeway Community Church, where founding pastor Dr. David Anderson had the vision for a dynamic, diverse, grace-filled place. Authored by a group of folks who've been doing ministry together for many years, this book is a testimony of personal journeys and practical ideas for any church with the desire to do life as God would have us do it. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook, published by InterVarsity Press, can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or AndersonSpeaks.com.
3: Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. It's
1: Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
3: It's David Anderson. This is Real Talk. And we are talking today about salvation and baptism uh, we're going through the book of John, so you'll know the text in case you want to go back and see uh, what God's word says about uh, Jesus, the Savior. And so we looked at John 1, 1, John 1, 12, and John 1, 14 so far. Now we're going to move to John chapter 3. But before we do, let me go ahead and give you the phone number just in case you want to interact around this biblical, theological, and scriptural topic. Uh, my number is 888-432-7434. If you've ever wanted to kind of have a Bible study over the radio and you could talk to the teacher, this is the time, 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, Jesus uh, runs into a guy who's a religious leader, and the religious leader asks Jesus about how to get into the kingdom of God. And this is what Jesus' response was to him in John 3, 3. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, no one, did you get that? Say no one. (laughs) Okay, I heard you. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Okay, So in other words, the only way that you and I can get into the kingdom of God to see it, to be there, is to be born again. Now, what does that mean? Well, that's the exact question that this religious leader asked. Jesus, what does that mean, born again? I've already been born once. Exactly. So we've already been born once physically. But in order to get into the kingdom of God, you have to be born spiritually. Remember I said the only way to uh, be a child of God is to become a child of God? You have to be born. You have to become Uh, a child of God. So how does that happen? How does someone get born again or born spiritually? Well, remember, we said earlier, receive plus believe equals become. So you must receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Open up your heart and your life and say, God, I invite you in. Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. I'm knocking on the door of your heart. And if any man would let me in, I'll come in and sup with him or fellowship with him and he with me. In other words, there's a relationship that will take place if you open up your heart and invite me in. And if you believe on my name, meaning that you uh, now have made a decision to believe that I am uh, Lord and Savior and I come up under the authority of your name. And so he says to this religious leader, you must be born Again, let me put it to you like this. If you are born only once, you will die twice. And if you are born twice, you will only die once. Let me say it again. If you're born once, that's your physical birth and all of us qualify. Then you're going to die twice. You're going to die physically one day. And spiritually, because we're already spiritually dead, and so that comes because of our sin against God. And all of us have sinned against God. All of us have fallen short of God's standard of perfection, so therefore all of us are born in sin, raised in iniquity. So that is true about every human being. So God's not just saying, you're so bad, I'm going to send you to hell. No, we have a disease when we're born, and that disease is sin, and God can't have sin in his presence. And so we need to be saved from the penalty that comes with that disease. We need to be cured. We need to be healed. And it's by his stripes we are healed, okay? He was wounded for our transgressions, and so Jesus Christ took the penalty of sin on our behalf. And so to be born again means that you've given your life over to Christ. And this is what the Christ is saying to the religious leader. The Christ himself is saying you must be born again. If you are born only once, you will die twice. You'll die physically and spiritually. So let me ask you, have you been born again? Have you come alive spiritually? Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you believed on his name? If you've not, then you've not become a child of God. Now, you're still a creation of God. You're still very valued, representing the image of God. God loves you. But the reality is you're still separated from God, whether you're driving on the beltway or whether you're sitting in a kitchen. If you've not invited Jesus Christ into your heart, you haven't received him, you've not believed on his name, then guess what? You've not become a child of God. And if you've not become a child of God, you've not been born again. And if you've not been born again, Jesus says it, uh, in order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again, spiritually born. So if you were born once, you you will die twice. You'll die physically and spiritually. But listen to me. If you are born twice, meaning you're born physically, got that one down but secondly, you're born spiritually by receiving and believing on his name, then you will only die once. You'll die physically because sin has ravaged our bodies. We live in fallen bodies. But you will not die spiritually, and you'll live forever with God in heaven and with all the other people that you love who are followers of Jesus. They'll be in heaven as well. But if you've not received Christ as Lord and Savior, then you'll spend eternity separated from God forever in a place called hell. And uh, that's, you know, not to be judgmental, I'm telling you, uh, you know, that's what the scripture teaches us. So if a plane is going down, you can't say, but you're being mean because the plane's going down and you're telling me the plane's going down and it's going to hit. No, uh, that's not being mean. That's warning you that this is your reality. Do you want to take the hand that's coming from the sky, sticking into the side of the plane while it's going down and saying, here's my hand, hold on to it. I want to rescue you from impending danger. If you hold on to the hand because you believe it, then you will be saved. If you don't hold on to the hand and you say, you know what? I don't believe this. That's just bad news. You're just preaching judgment. Then the reality, the end of the movie is this. You will spend eternity separated from God in heaven, uh, in hell, separated from God. And you will not spend eternity in heaven unless you are born again. But here's the good news. It's John 3, 16 through 18. It says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, which means to die, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. There's that word save. And whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. See, believing in the name of God means you come up under his authority. You believe that he is who he says he is. Have you believed on the name of God? Have you believed in Jesus? Have you received him and believed him? If you have, then you're born again. You have eternal life. And once you're saved, you're always saved. You can't get unsaved. Why? Because you didn't save yourself. You see, if you had the power to save yourself, Uh, then you can get unsaved. But if you don't have the power to save yourself, then you don't have the power to unsave you because your salvation has nothing to do with you. It has to do with God and sending his son, Jesus. All you have to do is respond, receive, and believe. Then you become, all right? And it's because of the work that Jesus did on the cross when he allowed himself to be crucified. He died paying the penalty of of, uh, the sin debt Uh, Capital punishment that you and I should have He became our substitute And as a result of that substitution When we accept that for ourselves Then we uh, have our debt satisfied Before an almighty God And now we are saved So do you believe in hell? Do you believe in separation from God? Do you believe in death? Well, the scripture teaches us That God so loved the world That he did not want any of us to die And so I keep asking that question I'm going to ask it again And that is this Have you been born again? Have you received him and have you believed in him? And listen, the good, good news about today's talk is that it's on Facebook Live. You can send the link to somebody who may not have ever heard of salvation before or really wants to have a conversation about it. At least uh, there's somebody on the radio who's talking to them, not preaching to them, just talking to them about what the scripture says verse by verse. We've already looked at John one, 1 John one twelve. John one fourteen, John 3, 3, John three sixteen 16 uh, through 18. So there you have uh, many passages. I'm going to just read one more for you and well, maybe two more, John 4 and John 5. In John 4, Jesus has an interaction with a woman, and he tells her uh, this in verses 23 and 24. Jesus says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. The reason why that verse is important is because when God is saving you, he's not just saving you from something, he's saving you to something. He's saving you from sin, death, and hell. But he's saving you too, heaven and worship. In other words, God's desire when he sent Jesus was to take unrepentant sinners and turn them into true worshipers who worship him by their own human volition and choice. Who choose to worship him. Listen, the angels uh, have never seen this kind of salvation where their life was broken and they were dying and going to hell. But because God sent Jesus, the grace of Christ turned them around. Angels cannot turn around. This is why when they were kicked out of heaven, they became demons and they will forever live uh, separated and judged by God. But human beings, on the other hand, are fallen. And yet they have an opportunity to be turned, to be turned from unrepentant sinners to true worshipers. That is the goal. The goal is not just to save you from hell, but to spend eternity with God in heaven as a true worshiper. So let me ask you. Are you a true worshiper of the Almighty God? Okay, you got a lot of text there. Let me uh, go to the phone lines to Pikesville, Maryland, and see what Anonymous is talking about. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
4: Hey, Dr. Anderson. I'm good, and you?
3: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for for calling. What do you think about this teaching?
4: So I'm listening to it, and I have a couple of questions. The first one is, you said that angels cannot turn around correct
3: that's right they can't repent
4: so they can't repent but they can aren't the angels saved like they're they're saved so how did they first sin if they're saved
3: well so the angels were all created by god and uh we know that lucifer the head of the worshipping angels uh, sinned against god by trying to take over his position. And as a result of that one sin or that one coup or that one rebellion, he was kicked out of heaven. And a third of the angels ended up uh, being kicked out with him. So the the coup never worked and they will never be able to repent. They'll never be able to uh, come back to heaven. And so if if you think of it like, okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: I'm sorry. So they were saved but they can fall, but they can't come back.
3: That is correct. So we
4: were you're saying we're the complete opposite. Correct. We weren't saved, but we have a chance to be saved. You got it. So, I so a question. Next question is: If how do you know that you're saved?
3: It's a great question. What's
4: the evidence of you knowing when you're saved?
3: So, first of all, you've got to be born again. So, you've actually given your now, life given your life over to Christ by receiving Him and by believing in His name. And you invite Christ into your life, and what John five twenty four says, and this is the last verse I'll read before the break, and then I can uh, come back deeper to this on the other side of the break, anonymous. And so let me let you go, so you can hear this verse. It says, "I tell you the truth," Jesus says, "Whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned." Listen to this. It says, "He has crossed over." from death to life. They're the threshold that you cross when you believe in Christ. And so when you place your belief in Christ, call on his name, invite him into your life, when that spiritual moment takes place, you literally have crossed over from death to life.
1: I know I don't deserve to touch the light, bro, but it's praying for something that I would fight for. I'm in the lab with this pen in the pad, knowing I might finish last day, really wild right.
5: Names matter. Your name, the name you've made for yourself, and the name of the company you represent. Because of you, their names people can trust. That's why at 4 Imprint, every name and logo is printed with certainty. We pay attention to every detail because we know the way your name appears is the way it's remembered. So you'll know for certain that every item from the right apparel to the most popular tech items will be right the first time, on time, every time, at a great price, guaranteed. Because when you have passion, integrity, and certainty, the only name they'll remember is yours. Explore thousands of promotional products at 4imprint.com. That's the number 4imprint.com. 4imprint. For certain
6: Hi, Don Crow here for Passport Auto Group, a family-owned business with a stellar reputation for superior customer service before, during, and long after the sale, a mission and goal to which they've been committed for the past 25 years. And now when you visit PassportAuto.com on the web, you can take your own virtual internet tour to enhance your buying experience and help you get to know their dealerships online. Just go to passportauto.com, browse their amazing inventory, schedule a test drive of that vehicle you've been thinking about, investigate financing, lease options, and much more. Whether you're thinking about a BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, or Mini, or whether you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, Passport Auto Group is waiting to serve you right now. And I also want to tell you that as a longtime customer of Passport, I can assure you they do what they say they'll do, and they do it right. Passport Auto Group, serving the
7: Washington, D.C. metro area for 25 years.
6: Passport Auto.
7: Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855-892-2307 now and mention my name, Scott Bauer, and we will rush you the guide. Call 855-892-2307 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible. Call 855-892-2307 now and start learning to trade the right way. Call 855-892-2307. 2307. Prosper with options.
5: Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors.
3: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? Welcome to the second half of the show. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about the theology of salvation and baptism. What is salvation? What does it mean to be saved? and what about baptism we'll talk about baptism in uh this part of the show in just a moment, but I want to remind you of what we've been talking about we've been in the book of John we took a look at john one 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 twelve john one fourteen john three three john three sixteen through eighteen. John 4:23 and 24 and then finally John 5:24 where Jesus says whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned he has crossed over from death to life the only way that you can become a follower of a Christ is when you confess your faith in him you receive him and believe in his name and then you have the right to become a child of God. That's John one twelve. Now let me go uh, back to the phone lines. Anonymous is uh, back on the line from Pikesville, Maryland. So let's go there. Hey, Anonymous, Dr. Anderson on the other side of the break here. How you doing?
4: I'm doing good, Dr. David Anderson. How are you?
3: I'm great, my friend. Hey, tell me what your question is.
4: Two questions. If you read John 3 and 5, 5- It says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Can you explain that
3: on the air, please? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Water and spirit. And so, born of water means born of the flesh. So, when a woman is giving birth, what breaks? We say her what breaks? We say her water water breaks. That's right. So, that's physical birth. What we're saying is you have to have a second birth. And that's spiritual birth. And that's exactly what Jesus is talking about. Uh, Being born of water means you've been born physically. But in order to be saved, you've got to be born again. And that birth is spiritual. And that's why I said earlier, if you're born once physically, you're going to die twice. You're going to die physically and spiritually. But if you're born twice physically and spiritually, you're only going to die once. So that's the good news. And that's exactly what Jesus is teaching. Make sense? Yeah,
4: I don't agree with that. I think when it says, so what is the baptism when it says, so what is the baptism and must we be baptized?
3: At, well, I'm going to talk about baptism in just a second, but that is not a baptism passage, I guarantee you. In fact, it's, it's clearly a passage about a woman giving birth. If you just read the context, there's really no dispute here except people who want to say water baptism saves you, which I do not believe. Uh, Being baptized by water doesn't save you. Now, if you have the theology that you have to be baptized by water to be saved, then you can use this text to support that, but it's not truly what the context of uh, of that passage is. In fact, the context of this passage is so clear. That the 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 religious leader himself, his name was Nicodemus. He actually asked the Lord about it. He says, "Well, like I can't be, I can't go back in my mother's womb, can I? <laughs> I mean, it, it's so clear." Jesus said, "You must be born again." He's like, well, "Hey, yo, what do you mean by that, Jesus? <laughs> I can't go back in my mother's womb." Exactly, Jesus says, "No, you can't. A man must be born not only by water, physical birth, but by spirit." Now, if you want uh, so, to twist Peter, the passage and make it, Peter three and 3 one okay so yeah now you're into another passage Hello? yep now you're into another passage um so but if we're gonna so deal if we, with, if we, but if we're going deal with this passage anonymous, let's be honest about what the context of that passage is talking about so let's stay here for a second before you trampoline over to Peter what does that passage talk about when it says water you can't tell me it's baptism
4: it has to be baptism because all the scripture. Connects all of God's words. Connects, and if you look at First Peter chapter three, so
3: you're ju- no, 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 no. you're jumping. You're jumping Jesus. over. You're jumping over. Let me let you go because I don't want to argue this, but you're jumping over from John in a context that's very clear. You must be born again. How can I be born again and and and, and go back into my mother's womb? And Jesus says you must be b- born by water and by spirit. So it's very clear that we're talking about the physical birth and spiritual birth. He's not saying baptism. If he was, guess what he could have done? (laughs) He could have said, baptism. (laughs) You don't even have to make it uh, difficult. He could have just said, uh, Nicodemus, you need to be baptized. He didn't say it. Because you don't need to be baptized to be saved. Baptism, then, this is help me talk about baptism. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward decision. It's an outward demonstration of an inward decision. And if you needed baptism to be saved, then you're telling me Jesus wasn't saved until he was baptized. Ridiculous. Jesus never needed to be saved. So then why would Jesus be baptized? Except an example to us of surrender to his father. And what does baptism symbolize? Well, you can read it all throughout the other scriptures. There are many of them, and the one we're talking about, definitely uh, anonymous. is not one of them on baptism, but you can read on what baptism means. And what I'll do is when I uh, come back on the other side of the break, I'm actually going to explain to you what baptism means, what it symbolizes, and why God wants us to do it, but it's not to get saved. It's actually the exact opposite. It is to demonstrate that you are standing unashamed, As a follower of Christ, mark me, Lord, tattoo me with baptism. Let the world know that I am standing up for you and that I am in no way ashamed of the gospel. In fact, I'm going to identify myself with Christ through baptism. When I get back from my commercial break, I'm going to explain it with some scriptures but I'm not going to trampoline from one to the other and try to tie them together. If they don't tie, you got to look at each and every individual context and then together you can actually see what the word of God says. I'll be right back.
0: Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188.
3: Does your church have legal challenges? McCollum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court call McCullum and associates today at 301-864-6070 that's 301-864-6070 it's real talk with dr david anderson We've been talking about salvation and baptism. If you have a question about it, you can give me a call. Let's talk about it. What does it mean to be saved? Well, bottom line is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you've not been born again as a child of God. We're all creations of God. and We all represent the image of God, and we can all value one another as human beings. And we're brothers and sisters in humanity. But in Christianity or in our relationship to God, uh, the, the way one becomes a child of God Uh, The way one becomes saved from eternal separation from God forever uh, in uh, hell is to accept the love that God has shown by sending his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to come to the earth to live a uh, sinless life. But to take all the sins of humanity on him, die on the cross and uh, pay the penalty that is owed to God. It was a capital debt, uh, unfortunately, capital punishment. And as a result, what his death accomplished was the equivalent of what you would be doing if you spent eternity in hell separated from God. That's the equivalent. And then he rose again from the dead, so he beat death. O death, where is thy sting? No more. O grave, where is thy victory? None. So death is now beaten in Christ. So then when you come into Christ, you have beaten death. You will no longer die spiritually. Physically, you'll die just because your body has fallen and your body's not saved. Okay, Your spirit is saved, but not your body. So, you know, your body's going to decay. But God promises, that's okay, I'm going to give you a new body. Your, your body's going to de- decay every day, but your spirit can be renewed more and more. And then uh, you're going to shed this body, and then you're going to be given a new body. It's so, so beautiful. Uh, and you will have a resurrected body. So the, the good news is that salvation is for anybody who asks. All you got to do is receive and believe. That's what the text has been saying. It makes it very clear in John one twelve to him who received, yet to him who received uh, him and believed on his name, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So then once somebody does uh, get saved, uh, should they get baptized? What is baptism? Baptism really is identifying with Christ. It's an outward demonstration of an inward decision that you made to respond to Christ's love. Uh, Now, in the Old Testament, the way that uh, God's people were marked was by circumcision. The New Testament way of circumcision is baptism. So his people, the Jewish people, were marked by circumcision. That's how you knew, if you were to look at their physical demonstration, they were. Uh, Jewish people because of of circumcision, that was one of the ways uh, that you would be marked all right and so the other markings were sort of against god 's will the the tattoos and the piercings and all that because they were be those those were uh, secular um, markings, if you will, they were markings of other pagan uh beliefs, but circumcision was the marking of God when you get to the New Testament, we talk about the circumcision of the heart, but baptism is the way we mark ourselves okay. Okay, it is our divine tattoo. It is when we uh, go into the water and come up out of the water, we literally, um, or maybe it's figuratively and symbolically is a better way to say it, identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, this is what it says uh, in Romans uh, chapter six, and it's the best uh, picture you're going to find of what baptism means. And you can find it verses one through fifteen. I won't go through all of it, but uh, just a couple of verses. We were therefore buried with him through baptism in death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have. New life. And so that's exactly what happens when you are baptized. It is a symbolic picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So when you go down into the water, it's like you're dying to yourself, then being washed. In the water, all your sins washed away. And then when you come up, it's as if you're rising again. Dead to yourself, rising again uh, to live for Christ, alive in Christ. So that's the symbolism of it. And uh, Galatians 2.20 says, uh, you know, I'm therefore crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Can somebody say amen? There you go. 888-432-7434. My lines are now open if you want to give me a call. Let's go to Anonymous in Springfield, Virginia. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Good, Doctor. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, sir. What are you thinking today? And I wish the church would spend more time talking about what it truly means to be saved. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we treat it almost like a peace treaty between us and God. Mm-hmm. Instead of what it really is. And what it really is that Christ is coming for a hostile takeover. And once we can get that straight, it will change how we perceive this whole idea of salvation. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to come and be partners with us. He wants us to surrender so that whatever he's trying to get done, he can get it done through us and that what we want to get done no longer exists. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to say. Hey, that's a good point. Thank you so much for making it. We do become his uh, doulas, his slaves, his servants, and uh, truly sons of God who have been turned uh, from unrepentant sinners to true worshipers of God. And a true worshiper of God uh, oftentimes becomes a warrior for God, but the kind of warrior that's spiritual warfare, not physical. In fact, the physical, just to be clear in case somebody's hearing me and saying, you know, we're going to go to warfare. Understand, we're not radicalizing Christians, except that it's a spiritual war. It's not flesh and blood we fight against. It's spiritual uh, war that we fight against. And then the Lord tells us to put on the full armor of God. So God desires us to be worshipers as well as warriors, but the kind of warriors that battle On their knees in prayer and taking down strongholds because the gates of hell will not prevail against uh, the people of God. My number is 888 432 7434. Let's go to Camp Springs, Maryland, and talk to Kevin, who's on the line. Hi, Kevin, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
6: Uh, Depends on who you ask. I just (laughs) wanted a real quick one. I'm asking you. Well, I'll tell you, my dogs think I'm great, and the Lord loves me.
3: There you go. (laughs) All right. Tell me what you're thinking. Uh,
6: Well, that gentleman that was uh, discussing with you that passage in John, uh, my response would have been... How did Jesus tell the thief on the cross, you'd be with me today in
3: paradise, and left out baptism? Mm. Oops. Jesus made a mistake. Mm. Okay, I got you. So in other words, your point, in case people don't know, the thief on the cross was the guy next to Jesus, and then he asked Jesus to forgive him, and Jesus responds by saying, today you're going to be with me in paradise. In other words, this guy gets saved in the nick of time, and Jesus didn't say, get off the cross and go get baptized. Is that your point, Kevin?
6: That's my point
3: exactly. Excellent. Hey, thanks a lot for calling from Camp Springs. And uh, my dogs like me too, so that's pretty cool. 888-432-7434. Baptism is a choice to mark yourself for Christ. When you go down into the water, it's as if you're dying to yourself. And this is what Anonymous in Springfield's talking about. Yourself no longer matters. In a sense, you are denying yourself. Okay, and then you're washed, you're cleansed, you're changed, you're transformed by the water. And then when you come up out of the water, you're alive in Christ. It's a new person, no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Again, uh, some scriptural background to support what Anonymous and, and Springfield was saying. But baptism is not necessary for salvation. Baptism is really a step of discipleship to say, I'm a follower of Christ and I'm not ashamed of it, And so I'm going to identify not with another spiritual leader, not with another religion, not with another small G God, not with a denomination, not with a church. I am identifying with Christ. So if there's any church that says you must be baptized in order to be saved, or if any church says, hey, listen, I know you were baptized as a believer before in another church. You knew what you were doing. You were a follower of Christ. You got baptized. But you have to be baptized in our denomination or in our church in order to truly be saved. If you hear that, I'm telling you my opinion. You don't have to agree. I'm telling you that is a cult. Because no one can tell you from the scriptures that if you're not baptized in their church and in their denomination, then uh, you are not saved. And all other baptisms that you may have done as a believer, is what I'm saying, are null and void. And you're going to spend eternity in hell unless you are baptized in their church by their people. That is a cult. And so let me just speak that out through the airwaves in case some of you have been victim to that. That is not the word of God. All right. So just know it clearly. I'll use my microphone uh, to speak that out so that we can prove the devil is a liar. 888-432-7434. This is real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Like you, Lord,
2: all the earth, matchless love and beauty.
8: Hey, it's me, your car. Look, don't be alarmed, but we need to talk. Uh, okay, what's up? Well, I've noticed you keep paying full price for my gas. Yeah, I
1: mean I'm paying the price at the pump like everyone else.
8: No, 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 no. You, you don't have to pay that much. You should be using the free Get Upside Gas app.
1: Hey, relax, man. What is this Get Upside Gas app?
8: Get Upside is a free app that gets you up to 25 cents a gallon cash back on every gallon of gas you buy.
2: Up to 25 cents a gallon on gas?
8: Would I steer you wrong? It's totally legit. People earned over 10 million dollars dollars last year using the free GetUpside upside app and it's real money back that you can spend however you want fast and easy
2: Done. I am downloading the free GetUpside app right now.
1: Also, I'm going to stop talking to my car because people are looking at me
8: like I'm crazy. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TRIP for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Download the GetUpside app right now and use code TRIP.
2: If you're in the Washington, D.C. area this Sunday at 5 p.m., July the 21st, please join us at the Reaching Hearts Church, 6100 Brooklyn Bridge. Road Laurel Maryland for our annual radio fundraising event. We want to thank all of our donors with a special dinner and concert featuring vocalist Carla Rivera, pastor, author, and global evangelist Mark Finley, Pastor Michael tanko and more. RSVP right now at ReachingHearts.org/slash-radio-dinner. ReachingHearts.org/slash-radio-dinner.
8: Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my mom. She had them, I got them, and not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked me, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vain Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband has noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. The best part, my insurance covered the procedure, so stop hiding your legs. Call Vein Clinics right now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-656-9393. 800-656-9393. That's 800-656-9393.
0: As parents and grandparents, we would love to have our children in Christian school. But financially, it's tough. That's why WAVA Radio is partnering with select Christian schools throughout the greater D.C. area to offer a limited number of half-priced Christian school tuitions. These tuitions are literally half off the regular price of tuition. Learn more and see the list of schools at WAVA.com. Click on the school bus or call WAVA and talk to us about your options for saving half on tuition. Terms and conditions
7: apply.
2: Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com.
3: And I thank you so very much for your support. You can always donate something by going to Embrace Gracism and uh, donating that way. I think. Uh, um, uh, Best Buy Waterproofing because they actually give us a donation every time they do business with one of our customers and they love doing business with my listeners because when they do business with my listeners, they say that people are always so very, very nice. And so they give great discounts and they also give a donation. So if you're dealing with water in your basement or any kind of mold or mildew issues, make sure you give them a call and tell them the Dr. Anderson sent you. Their number is 844 980 now, I would be remiss if I spent all this hour talking about what salvation and baptism is and I didn't give you an opportunity to be saved. If you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life and you've been listening to me over this last hour have this conversation, then why not make a decision to follow Christ today? Remember the equation receive plus believe equals become. Open your heart and receive him as Lord and Savior. You do that by faith. Believe on his name by surrendering to his name and his authority. And you will be saved. The scripture says anybody who calls on the name shall be, on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. So do you want to be saved? If you do, do what I did. I drove down Riggs Road one day and I pulled to the side of the road and I prayed and invited Jesus Christ to come into my life. Maybe you need to just pull over right where you are. Maybe you need to just put on your hazard lights and and, and move to the side. Maybe uh, you just need to pause right where you are and pray this prayer with me. If you want to be saved, pray this prayer with me and mean it in your heart. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for rising again from the dead. I want to rise again from the dead, too. I want to worship you, and I want to live for you. I open up my heart and I invite you to come into my life. Save me today. I want to be born again. I'm so sorry for my sins and now I make a decision by faith to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer to receive Christ and your heart was sincere, God promises, to come into your life, and you've crossed over from death to life. And I'm so excited for you. Tell somebody that you prayed the prayer to receive Christ. Send us an email. Go to Andersonspeaks.com or com. Tell us that you made that decision to follow Christ, and we'll send you some free information to help you grow in your faith. Now you got to get uh, get grown up like a baby. you got to get into a church family somewhere and get grown up so you can be strong enough to serve the Lord. Hey, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for today's show. Thank you for the clarity of salvation. And Lord, thank you that you've given us an opportunity to come into a relationship with you. I pray for those that prayed to receive Christ, that you would strengthen their faith and grow them up and encourage our hearts one day to let us hear that they did just this. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. drink.